everybody. We are here live in Austin, Texas. Lovely Austin, Texas. I kind of feel like I want to hold like this. You want to hold it? We're here in live in Austin, Texas. And uh, I am so excited to be joined by my friend. We're going to have so many great stories to share about previous employers and also <laughs> underwater hockey. I'm going to be joined by Casey Nakamura from what's the company? Johnson and Johnson, Johnson Vision? Johnson Johnson Vision. Johnson and Johnson Vision. Uh, so I'm going to play a couple of ads because I'm lazy and I don't like producing stuff after the fact. I can just produce it right here. Just do it now. It's Let's pretty go. fantastic. So we're going to hear an ad from Specrite. By the way, I posted a video on LinkedIn. They're the entire margarita pizza video, which was awesome. fantastic. It's great. It's uh, so there's a little snippet it. of that. Uh, give a quick shout out to my employer, Myers, because they're great. And we'll get here to this interview with Casey Nakamura. SpecRite allows us to centralize our spec data in an easy to use and searchable platform. Puts everyone on the same page with up-to-date information and helps us to adapt quickly to business needs and sustainability reporting. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Myers, which is where I work my day job and coincidentally is the most sustainable printing company in the country. Myers is a third generation family business on a mission to create a sustainable future for people, products, and our planet. To learn more, click the link down below in the show notes. Hey, thanks, Self, for that pre-recorded yeah, video. Yep. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, like I said, I am, uh, I'm, I'm excited because, um, I feel like I need to, I kind of want to hold this cause I'm, hold I'm like leaning forward and I already got my dumb face in the background. <laughs> um, so I'm excited here to be joined by Casey Nakamura. Casey is the underwater hockey champion of the planet. <laughs> is this you can't officially say that you can't officially say it. I could, I could say it of, uh, of orange County. Okay. Of, uh, let's see. Um, and then I haven't even won a national championship. That's all right. I've won, the, I've won the Pacific Coast Championship. That's right. You have. Actually, you know what? I have won a national championship. You have? Tell me about it. Yeah. It was uh, our, our team, the Orange County Octopush. <laughs> <laughs> the original name of the sport is Octopush. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, we, we went to Denver, Colorado two years ago, and uh, we ended up winning our, our national championship in our, our division. Okay. Because we were a fledgling team. We've only been around uh, three years at that point. Got it. So, well, you know, there's... Denver, Colorado is home of the world champion Denver Nuggets. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So just championships are Avalanche, one. Avalanche, Avalanche as well. Yeah. They have their championships. So I'm, I, you know, got to follow the other other hockey's, but of course, underwater hockey. That that the uh, last year went to Tahoe. Okay. Tahoe was the the, the national champion last year. Um, he had a few other sub subdivision champions as well. But, got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, sorry, I keep checking the camera because I can't tell if I'm like in the frame or out of the frame <laughs> or whatever it is. Uh, so hopefully you're just listening to this podcast because it's just me Not awkwardly much. turning around. <laughs> um, so Casey, uh, I think the first time, well, why don't you do a quick introduction? Absolutely, I mean, yeah. Other than the Octo Push uh, National <laughs> Championship and uh, your underwater <laughs> hockey, which is maybe one of the single most interesting things about you it's one of one of the most interesting things about me. yeah but give it give a little bit Absolutely. of background on yourself definitely thanks adam yeah um so casey nakamura i am a, a packaging professional okay uh you know certified iopp that's right let's that. go um who's down I, with iopp <laughs> yeah you know me uh, <laughs> said no one <laughs> so i'm in then uh you know getting involved more so in some of that but uh i've been a, a Packaging professional since I left Cal Poly's packaging program. 
yeah back in 2012 shout out to dr singh dr singh dr yeah. saha they, okay they were the you know pioneers there the ogs jay yeah jay and koshik all right um there it, it was a. Uh, that's where I found my passion for packaging and that uh, jumped right into supplier side of things for a couple of three, four, five years, um, which involved the peak family. Hey, in some degrees here, which okay. we can get into a little bit. We're going to totally get into yeah. it. <laughs> and then uh, ended up doing some of my own consulting for a little while, um, worked with a couple startups and that helped me refine my focus into going into medical device packaging. And now I can, I can say I've been with J and J for the last six years. Wow, and in their involved in their labeling and packaging. Now I was I was started in their quality assurance and transitioned to labeling, um, which is more specific on printing and content, less on the packaging. And then now I've actually fully transitioned back into really packaging, packaging design, development, um, and incorporating sustainability into packaging. Um, labels are packaging. Just labels so you are know. packaging. I know, but it, it's. <laughs> In the medical device world, it's like it's its home thing is, is all just content. Yeah. So, so we had to like break down the responsibilities of okay, labeling is just content yep. in our work files. Packaging is all material structure. Right. And so we clearly defined that line because before I was there and before Rod Patch, one of my mentors and was my was my boss, has now moved on a different role, but a pioneer in the medical device packaging world, there was no packaging group. Okay. So either you're labeling or you're an R&D or you're in supply chain, the role of a packaging engineer was done by like 20 different people, Oof. each doing 5% of the work. And so that's which adds up to 100. <laughs> I went to Colorado State, which right. is the Harvard of the Rockies. Uh, so not everyone was as blessed as I was to have not such a prestigious uh, education where I can multiply. <laughs> <laughs> Do the math. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So you were able to kind of take that at J&J &J and, and harness it and it together i was a part of that okay i was more supporting it as it came about and we built we've now built a group of we have seven engineers um working on different product lines and different projects wow um all reporting in a supply chain structure okay uh, and so you know i remember when there was like, no packaging engineers and then i remember the first one and then there were two and then it kept growing and building and then i hopped on over got it yeah so uh, we have to we have to talk about. I want to get into J and J and what you're doing here with Specrite and all that kind of stuff. But we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is the <laughs> fact you mean that take a, take a peek at it. We have to take a peek. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. That's my name. <laughs> we're gonna two years. Two we're gonna uh, in in sales. I have to knock on more doors. Oh, to, uh, well, well done. I don't know. That was that was a tough one. Uh, so how did you get to know Uncle Bob? Uncle Bob. Bob's my uncle. Yeah. I worked there for three years. You had a, how long were you there? Uh, just shy of two years. Shy of two years. Yeah. So collectively, uh, we would be the longest tenured employee. No, so. not quite. Isaac. Isaac's been Isaac. there for a while. Isaac. Misty's been there for Misty, a while. Obviously Isaac, yeah. 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 But Isaac is definitely. Miles the in the warehouse. <laughs> Miles. I mean, technically, Miles and Miles. Mackie were folding boxes when I was there. <laughs> they, they've been there, right? For like, I don't remember what we paid them, like 10 cents a box Whatever. or something. Whatever. Is that how? Is that? Yeah. It was the San Marcos football team. <laughs> the pack out assembly line. Would come in for <laughs> for some, uh, oh. some box folding competition. Yep. There's actually a kid there named Alex who was by far better than anybody. And he's like a super smart engineer now and doing all sorts of cool That's things. Funny. I'm like, you had a hard work ethic back then, yeah. buddy. <laughs> um, so how did so, you get connected up with? I uh, Let's see here. Crazy, crazy little weird story. But um, 
it was a friend of the neighborhood uh, and I had, I had left, um, I'd been in Corrigate and Carton did that for a number of years and was in Northern California and I was looking for a change Okay, and was looking to go back to Southern California, come back home. Right. Uh, so is that because you grew up in San Diego represent? Yeah. Okay. San Diego. What part? Well, like what area? Uh, university city. Okay. North, North Claremont, UTC near UCSD. Yep. So they became the 858, but no one would know. You know yeah. 619, it's like OG San Diego. Yeah. Like you were like Chargers and Clippers fans because yeah, that's how. Much. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I, you know, my mom was an Aztec. I grew up an Aztec fan. Okay. Um, Marshall Falk? Yeah. He's like the, like the greatest Aztec of all time, right? Great. You know? Yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard? I was like, Kawhi Leonard, I actually met Michael Cage. When, okay. As a, when a, uh, he was like, I remember, I was like, whoa, dude. Yeah, he Michael played for Cage. the Sonics, I think, for yeah. a while, right? He 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 was journeyman in the NBA, but yeah, he was not. You know, besides Kawhi, was the only first round draft pick. Okay. Um, and I met people him, are like, can you son. move on, please? We don't need to talk about. <laughs> talk about yeah. So long, long story short, ultimately, um, uh, a golf buddy of Bob's, okay, was uh, uh, his son and I went to high school together. Got it. And literally in the neighborhood, he saw like my mom and they got talking and like, she's like, oh, my son's in packaging. He's like, well, I know a guy. And literally he ended up giving my mom Bob's business card. Okay. And he's like, hey, call this guy. <laughs> so that's awesome. I, I was on a beach in Miami because uh, I had left work. I was doing some um, some traveling, some okay. uh, fun employment. Okay. And uh, I was like, oh, Bob Peak, let's call this guy. And right. I kept calling him up. Uh, and I was, and uh, started chatting, and he, you know, he's like, I'm always looking for sales reps and engineers, and I'm like, oh, I kind of, I'm open to getting into sales. I'd been a designer, yeah, and wanted to expand my role. Um, and I knew Corrigate, I knew Print and Carton, so yeah. he was like, okay, yeah, let's let's give this a shot. And came back to San Diego, was brought in. Ed, Ed was there. Ed the Heller, time. Ed Heller. Shout out to Ed uh, Heller. Shout out. Uh, was John Brophy still there, or he left? Brophy had just left. Okay. Had just uh, well, Brophy was what he was with a different company. He went to another company. He went to a foam company. He went to the foam I think he's still there, actually. I believe he's still there. Yeah, yeah I have. I need to. Have he made some there. amazing basil. Did you know this? <laughs> I did not know. He had a could... basil company. Really? Yeah, he sold packaged and sold basil. It was so good. All right. Yeah. Uh, or pesto. Sorry, pesto. pesto. Not basil. Well, well, well you got to start with the basil and make the pesto. I don't know. I don't know anything right. about stuff. I'm like, have, did he did he use Specrite? Did he manage his recipe accordingly? And, I am. You know? I don't even think Specrite was a <laughs> thought in Matthew Wright's brain at the time. I was talking. <laughs> I was eating John Brophy's pesto. I did not get any John Brophy uh, pesto. I did run a number of jobs through Brophy at. Uh, I can't remember. The I can't remember the name of the company yeah. either. Sorry, John. Sorry, dude. But you're great. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it ended up coming in for a day and, and like, the, I ended up like designing a, a box there where Ed was having a challenge and I'm like, he's like, oh, we can't fit this and the, our table's too small to cut this box. I'm like, well, why don't you just do this box and do that? Like, and he's like, well, if you weren't hired already, you're hired now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is Ed. Pretty, like, All right, cool. And that's then, pretty great. And ended up doing a little bit of design, a little bit of design. And then I started to kind of work my way into to sales. Um, got it for for peak packaging so random family connection i know bob brought me in kind of gave me a little opportunity started up started getting out on the field a little bit taking the the calls to get on the line you know yeah a lot, a lot of calls i know crazy you know the website right it did drive a lot of traffic but you gotta have to you had to pick the, the winners it's true that was the that was the saying at least at that time it was, <laughs> you know, it's not who you say yes to it's who, it's who you say no to and there's a lot of people that need help they want help Sounds like a Bobism. That was very much a Bobism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I've had I've had Bob and Miles and Mackie on the podcast actually. So yeah, it was all together. All together. Wow. Yeah, Talk it was all peak all in the family. Podcast. It was it was definitely a peak packaging podcast. Peak, peak of packaging. It was, stop it. I've heard all of the peak jokes. <laughs> Every one of them. Yeah. Uh, between that and like, oh, where's Eve? It's like, okay, guys. Yeah. Um. Well, that's okay. So that's that's our that's our fun so, connection. Yeah, that was two years uh, working for uh, Peak. Actually, I think I. I developed a uh, ended up doing a number of fun fun projects, different uh, industries. Some my first was like electronics devices. Okay. Um, and then I really ended up uh, hitting my stride at the time with a nutraceutical company. Yeah. And uh, like vitamins, and they had lotions and creams, and um, and that's where I really got into a lot of the labeling. Okay. Label label printing mm-hmm. um, for them, and ultimately ended up uh, getting a, a Costco account. For frozen vegetables. Nice. Uh, Tommy Superfoods. Oh, yeah. Tommy, Tom. We That's were, your guy. We were, we were tight. Tom we're and Tom. G- we're giving all the shout outs on this yeah. podcast. Tom's getting shout outs. Bob, right. John. I mean, it's just all of uh, the most common names. Like we, we need Steve. <laughs> we need Eric. We need Matthew. All right. Well, we, we, do, we already did Matthew. We already got Matthew. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we shouted out Matthew, right? Yes. Uh, well, that's actually a fun transition, a, a accidental transition, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so we connected up, I think, in person at Westpac. Was well, also, it will Spec Summit last year. And then it was Westpac. And then it was Westpac, yeah. yeah. So we yeah. so we met first at Spec Summit. Um, and this is, I, I've said this before, and, and I, I genuinely mean it, right? Like, it, forget if SpecRite wasn't even a sponsor of my podcast. <laughs> I'd be like, this. if I was at this event, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite events. Oh, yeah. And there's, I mean, it's it's big relative to the history of the Spec Summit, right? But relative to a Westpac or a Pack Expo, it's it's really small. So tiny. There's, you know, what 300 people here, yeah. something like that, which is still incredible. Don't get me wrong. Um, but what's cool about it is you just like accidentally meet some of the most amazing and incredible people in CPG, in, you know, med device, right. in industries, automotive, uh, you know, I met some people from Starbucks and Target. Material, yeah, it's all Cummins across the board. It's crazy. It's, uh, and I think that, you know, the, what they're touting here, it's like the people that are here, they are truly the change makers, the innovators in their companies that want to see this growth, that understand the need for managing your specs. Yep. All right. That's, and that's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm back again. No. Yeah. So you are speaking tomorrow. I'm speaking tomorrow. Okay. Yes. Um, so have you gone through talk, walk me through like your journey with uh, with something like Specrite at a not small company in J and J. I'm sure that each division has its own, you know. Well, like, they have their own orgs and right. they have their own business cases that they've used it for. Um and yeah, so particularly for my business, we've been they've been using Specrite for let's say uh, three and a half years roughly. Okay, and but it was a specific use case, and so I was aware of the project and and being in the packaging industry, I was aware of Specrite as a specification management company. I was aware of the the software, I hadn't used it yet personally. Okay, but knew the software, knew the company. You know, they're and I knew through Cal Poly, through and oh yeah, because they're connected, they're heavily tied to yeah, universities yeah, yeah. and and you know, and this is. Really, you know, they made a lot of investments because they, you know, Matt, or uh, firmly believes, right? This is the future, mm-hmm. right? This is the next stage in evolution of product and packaging, is managing digital specifications and information, data. right? Um, so, you know, I've been aware of this in industry and following, but hadn't had the opportunity to to, to use it effectively. 
Um, and I support five different business units, each having their own complex supply chain data challenges, especially when it comes to their packaging. Um, so at that time, it was we had been using it for this specific use case. It was time to now take it to the next step and build out a packaging component database. Okay. And so that is where the goal of the journey started last year at Spec Summit. Um, when Rod Rod brought me because he was still leading our group, say like, Casey, this is your this is your your project. Yeah. And uh, go, go I met him at the at the show, right? The at the bar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in Nashville. That was it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Last year, right? So Nashville. 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 <laughs> so Nash yeah, Vegas. Rod Rod brought me last year. Yeah, he'd been on the spec. He had had years prior experience with Specrite and had been one of Specrite's champions. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and still is. Yeah, but now his his role, he moved on to more uh, a larger engineering role within our organization. Um, and so we have we're, we've had some some changes there, but the goal still remains the same. And um, he's still a sponsor. Cool uh, of the of the overall project because he understands the need. And, and getting all our specs in one place, easily searchable, accessible, right? You know, um, linking everything together. But so that's been the journey has been building that. That's cool. I think the thing that I hear the most, and you know, obviously, is a I could have plenty of people on from Specrite to answer this question, but I think it's actually really powerful because I, I bring it up a lot. You know, I and mean, we're not, I, you know, I don't work for Specrite. I'm, and we're not, you know, we're a supplier. Like we're looking at the Specrite network. Right. It's really exciting. Uh, they're, I think they're still in beta testing with that. But, um, but I bring it up because from my perspective, I'm like, hey, you know, somebody says, can you give me some pricing on this material, this box or this label or this whatever? Right. And I'll ask them for the specs. Yeah. Because I want to appropriately quote their thing. Absolutely. And I would be, I would probably say 50 to 60% of the time they hand me a sample and they say, you spec it out, <laughs> which I, is, I, it involves, sides of that, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? I do. And it involves sometimes a human being, this is true, everybody, true. a human being smelling the adhesive on the label to determine if it's acrylic or hot melt. <laughs> Not exactly the way that you want your uh, your your products to be managed, mm -hmm. but so I'll bring this up. I'm like, hey, you guys should go check this out, and they'll go, ah, it's just not really on our on our roadmap, or we don't have much time to do this, or there's any number of reasons. I'm not asking you to sell spec, right? I'm just saying, like, from my perspective, I'm like, well, you're losing money, yeah, every day because you don't know your you don't know your data, you don't know, it. and now that the governments are getting involved and they're you know, like the the new California EPR bill that I just right. saw the materials list for is like, if you can't actually report this now to the government, they're not going to smell your labels and determine if it's. <laughs> they're not going to see no, if they're it's, not. They're not. They're just going to take your data and you're going to have to guess at it. And I think people are in for a world of hurt. So, what would you maybe say to some of those, some of those companies who are out there that are like, we don't have time. It's not in our budget. Um, as a user, what would you kind of say to them? I'd say take a you know a deep look at your your specs. Take a look at what you have, and if you don't feel like you have control over that information, you should probably be a little worried. Mm -hmm. If you don't have it, right, and someone else has it, then who you know who really you know, are you responsible for it, mm -hmm. right? Then you should have control of it. Yeah, that's the kind of the, the thought process that has gone through our our you know, a little bit of the higher organization and then leaders 
um, and that I'm, I'm driving, it's if I don't have the information, right? And I need to, you know, if a supplier has it, right? Regardless of how it got there, how can I make sure that I can get it so that we will have it documented and I can always find it? Yep. Right. And and I think that's where I'm really excited about the Spectrite network is because and as a supplier, I don't have to worry, is this the right rev? Was this the artwork that was approved? Was this the last you know version of the artwork that was approved? Is this the right approved materials? Because it's, it's I mean, uh, who was it that uh, walked up to Crazy Train? Oh, it was uh, um, um, the guy, uh, the host. Paul. Paul yeah. from Central Garden Pet. Right. Uh, you said it's just like you're kind of on a crazy train. Chaotic. It's and chaos. It is, yeah. It's chaos and it's so much time wasted in trying to find that little speck of data. It's crazy. You know? And and yeah, the the spec right, the margarita manufacturing, yep. the, the spec right commercial. Um, you know, there's there's a, the longer version of that that goes into their finding their data. And yeah, it's uh, you know, I don't ever want to position where I'm asking folks for for simple data requests. You know, I there needs to be a way to capture that and document that and make it accessible to the people who need it. Yep. So, and, I, and I think that when the, the, some of the problems happen because vendors don't, whoever controls the data has the control over the, that relationship. Yeah. And sure. so if you're a vendor, you're actually not incentivized to give that up. Yeah, right because it's like oh they're going to bid me out or they're going to do this which first of all if you're a vendor and you're afraid that you're going to get bid out because they know what their stuff is you, that relationship's cooked anyways yeah, like just give it away um but for some reason people just don't do it and and i kind of understand because when you have control you have power and yeah. vendors feel like they don't have power but the thing is that power comes with a cost which means that if you are an innovative company you're actually causing more chaos and more noise in in the in the packaging buying and engineering space and that is going to drastically reduce innovation that can happen because they don't have time to implement it because their people time is spent with manual data tracking it's spent with you know manually report making it's spent with trying to manually find you know specs from different places and nobody has time to innovate right and so the the thing that a, a an innovative company should be doing is saying how do i get my customers more efficient how do i get myself more efficient because we got a lot of really amazing things that's the whole point of spec right right like we have amazing things that we want to bring to the market and we need people to work on it absolutely and the, so the more we can pull out of this the the faster your innovation can can be implemented i absolutely agree it, I, it's you know, I see I'm on multiple project teams that are asking for different data that they need to make the informed business decisions. And especially they're, they're kind of like, how can I, how can I be more sustainable? What, what can I do? And what have we done before? Right. And I, you know, I, I can say, okay, this is what we've done. This is what we can do. I can provide the different options, but you know, high level, if I go into the, okay, we've used this tray and this, this specific material, you know, it's this much resin, it costs this much. Like I, can, I need to go in the granular details for them to make the best decision that that, that they're going to make, uh, you know, on behalf of the company and ultimately the consumer. Right. For us, the patients, right? Um, we want to make sure our, our products are safe and effective for use. Yeah. And we can continue manufacturing because people need them. Yeah. As somebody who has had four eye surgeries <laughs> and was legally blind, I can oh. say, like, for sure, yeah. I, I don't. I want to know that everything happened in a safe, effective, clean, you know, like there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into, into the packaging of that. Um, 
Well, Casey, we're we're about. I think they're about to wrap up in there as well. So this our little room is about to get crowded. <laughs> going to get very crowded. Very um, soon. I'm going to have to uh, remove uh, remove my face in in place of Corey's face. Yeah, which is behind there. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. I just wanted hey, you know. Shout out, shout out. Corrugated, corrugated. Uh, yeah, standable packaging podcast with Corey great Connors podcast. is great. Um, Look for my episode, I talk more about underwater hockey. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you haven't heard that one? I have not. That's I'm good. so sorry. It's all right. We talk about some sustainable practices, some of the projects I've been involved with. Oh, at sweet. J&J, and then, uh, yeah, a little bit more at the time, it was prepping for the World Championships. So, Dang it. That was a lot of fun. I got to go listen to it. Everyone go find Casey's episode. It was <laughs> 3.7 times better than this <laughs> no. one on the sustainable packaging podcast no bob peak stories though i'm sure and no, no john, oh definitely no bob no john brophy shout outs so uh <laughs> ed heller. We're, we're ed heller Misty. yeah all of them all uh, of the, them. the whole crew mm-hmm. the um crew. well casey uh it's it's been awesome to, uh, to you know to get to know you over the past uh, i guess year i felt like it's been longer than that well because we met we you know we met when you came to visit san diego I, I, back in the peak days we did didn't we, so we that's did, right we, that's when we first met that's, that's right that's right yeah i know and um Okay, I, I'm I'm so reco- that was it's all coming back, but then re re meeting right yeah post reconnecting reconnecting yeah right and then it was it was spec summit and then boom it was MDM West yeah or Westpac or Westpac whatever yeah. whatever we call it because it's like five different shows you know I know by the way if you're going to Westpac next week uh go find Avelio Matos he's he's got his own little like mini packaging unbox conference uh I'm I'm super okay. stoked for him so. I'll make sure there's a link down there. I got to get this episode out today, though. Okay. In order for this to happen. All so right. I put yeah, the pressure you, on myself. Pressure's on. All right. All right. We can, we can wrap we're gonna, up. We're going right. <laughs> to wrap up. Oh. Uh, so, Casey, uh, what's the best way for people to uh, reach out and connect with you? Absolutely. Uh, LinkedIn. I definitely highly rec- recommend LinkedIn. Okay. You can reach out and put uh, the link in the show notes. So you can yeah. just click it. You can click it. That works. Or just search for Casey search, Nakamura Doors. You know, I got put my QR code on my presentation slide. Oh. Yeah. All right. Oh. So if you're here at the show, (laughs) or I don't know if the presentations will be made public, but if they are, then that's awesome. But uh, connect up with you that way, Uh, Casey. It's been great, Adam. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the end credits. I'm gonna try this. I actually haven't done this. We're gonna roll the end credits now. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. We'll see. But this is the adventure. (laughs) Pack it out. All right. Well, that is a wrap for the People of Packaging podcast. Hey, if you want some more packaging content, you can go pick up the book my wife and I wrote, Packaging Peaks in the Sticky Situation, available Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all sorts of places. And also, I want for you to go and follow my friends, Corey Connors. He hosts Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. It is incredible and it is wonderful. You can also go check out Avelio Matos' podcast, Packaging Unboxed. And you can check out the three of us every single Monday morning, 8.30 Mountain Time on LinkedIn, where we host the Packaging Today show. It is hilarious, and packaging is only half the story. So go check it out.